Welcome back, everyone. It's Ricky. And Bobby. And you have made it to part two of the Talladega Life finale. Yes, here we are. I just (laughs) caught Ricky up on all the things that happened. Between him and Beep. (laughs) Um, We did have to take a break for Bobby to watch um, the series rules. Yeah, season premiere. Uh, Season, season. Should have been a series premiere. They got rid of half the cast. (laughs) That's actually true. Except for that guy that I always thought was gay. Yeah. Until he wasn't. Tom. Yeah. I didn't realize he was on the hills until he told me. Not a full-time character. But so is Sheena. Uh, so are they both still on the show? On what? The Hills? No, The Hills is dead. Well, I mean, there's a new one, but like, no. No, they're both on Vanderpump Rules, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Wait, they're the last two surviving ones and they were both on The Hills? Yeah. They were meant for this shit. That's crazy. <laughs> That's insane, actually. Oh, my God. But anyway. Yeah, so we're back. After that Carrie Broadshaw... Bradshaw. Did I say it weird? Bradshaw? I don't know. Carrie Carrie Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Say it with us, everybody. Carrie Bradshaw. Quote. Like we said, I gave Ricky the full lowdown of what had happened the night prior. And wow, that was a lot. (laughs) And y'all will never know. Yeah. But like I mentioned, I was, um, I did black out quite early on in the evening and a lot did take place afterwards. And um, some things that I'm really not exactly proud of, which is why... Well, okay. So here's the thing. The other night was extremely weird. And everything that happened was a wake-up call and a lesson learned. I'm not going to get into everything that transpired, but it was enough for me to realize that I definitely need to take better care of myself not just in these and those aspects of my life but just like all around it's i just i need to grow up i need to grow the fuck up and so with that i will be taking a step back from nightlife and i'll be stepping into a more creative and productive period finally and like you can call me boring i I, I honestly just don't care anymore. I will still lead a very interesting life. But the difference will be that it'll actually be interesting to me. I'm buckling down and I'm getting this shit together once and for all because I don't need to be having these weird nights with weird things happening to me anymore. That is some kid shit. I'm also at a place where it's like I feel so in control of things which is especially why that night was so shocking for me. It just isn't fun or cute to me to be going through this. And I end up just feeling very gross. And at this point, I value myself too much to put myself through anything that feels out of alignment. And like, yeah, I'll still be going out, of course, because that's what you do in New York City. But it's just not going to be as much and definitely not as hard. Um, I'm... In this, it's almost like, I know I'm talking about like growing up, but it's like almost a second adolescence where this time I'm correcting everything that didn't go exactly right the first time around. I'm finally, it's this new transformative period where I'm finally becoming who I have always felt that I've meant to have been. And um, things are changing just so quickly. And I feel like a new person literally every day. And just 
here's the thing. I've changed so much in the last six months and I am so proud of that and I want to maintain that and I need to do my part to make sure that I'm not falling short here or there. I also just don't, right now at least, care to share or recount the events of my life. It's just like a weird almost like pressure that I'm like feeling it and like I just don't need any of that right now. I just, I am in the most personal phase of my life and I intend to keep it that way. And in this way, despite like all the changes I have experienced, the elusive quality that I've always loved myself will remain. And that is why I have made the decision to step back, not just from Talladega life. I did love doing this and I'm so glad that we have all these different recordings that we can look back on and uh, look back on fondly years from now. Like this is how we were. This is how we felt when we moved to New York. But I need to really just focus on what I need to do to make everything happen for me. You know, I already feel so in alignment in so many different ways, but let's just all around get that going so that I don't end up dying and thinking, wow, I didn't live my dream. That would be the worst. I do not want to get to the end of my life and feel like I was a waste of talent and that I didn't do everything in my power to be the absolute best version of myself that I know I'm here to be, that I already am and am becoming and am more every single fucking day. Um, but yes, I mean, I want to thank everybody for listening. I, I'm sure you feel the same way. Um, anybody who has cared to like tune in and have a peek into our lives out here. Um, I think the most beautiful thing would be if would be if is if we had inspired people to move to New York, <laughs> you know, that, that would be like a really neat thing uh, to have happen. But that's just where I'm at. And um, thank you so much, Bobby, for um, being so respectful and caring, not just about this decision, but throughout everything. You've always, I, one of the things that I've always held on to is um, when I talk to you about my dreams and this and that, and you're you and I'm like, hey, I, I always thank you. And you're just like, I will always believe you. I will believe you every time. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for me to really actually, instead of saying that I believe myself, show that I believe that I believe myself because now I finally fucking do. And it took getting over my fear of all these things. It took this city to show me that I can do it. And even moving out here was fucking terrifying. I mean, years ago, me and Izzy would say, oh, we could never live in New York. And I think that statement was rooted in fear. This shit is scary. It's scary to come out here, but guess what? We fucking did it. We did it and we're out here. We're sitting on our pink couch. We're celebrating six months. We should be so fucking proud of all that we've done and all that we're going to do. But... Yes, that that's where I'm leaving that. Um, and just another big thank you to anybody who has listened, who has supported. Um, it's always a lot of fun to see what people have to say or the one time we ask for questions. Those are really fun, too. But thank you for engaging with us. And um, I hope you're all looking forward to what is in store for your favorite big city boys, um, because it is a lot that is Uh, coming our way and we're ready for it we're excited for it and you should stay tuned because this really is just the beginning of our Talladega life wow (laughs) yeah were those all things you learned um 
Things I learned, I, uh... Cause I yeah. have my bullet points. Oh, you have bullet points? Yeah. Oh, God, then I, I guess I'm just gonna wing it. Um, but I think this city, and especially after COVID, I was, like, in a very dark place. Um, as most people were, <laughs> right? I, um, so I don't think I'm, like, special in that aspect at all. But I'm very proud of myself for, uh, you know, picking myself up and propping myself up and now I'm in a place where I'm just so proud and I feel like I finally actually love myself and understand my self-worth and it has taken the pandemic it, it really has taken my whole life it's even before the pandemic and now I'm ready to just do the work and live the life that I've always wanted because now I know that I can attain it and I know that Truly, anything is possible if I put my fucking mind to it. It's And you hear that growing up in every animated movie ever. You have adults telling you the same thing. You have people telling you the same thing. But it's not until you finally are willing to accept that or can be receptive to that, that you can apply it. And that's exactly where I'm at. So I thank this city for bringing out a bravery in me that I thought... I knew, but hadn't really fully tasted with, until really these last few months. So thank you, New York City, for... I mean, that's what I came here to do. I came here to have this city kick my ass and whip me into shape. That's, that's what I wanted, and it's doing that really all around. Mentally, physically, and most certainly fucking spiritually. And that has been the difference. And yeah, that is... That's, that's been it. It's just um, really taking a, a accountability for my own life and holding on to those reins and not uh, not putting any, any um, I guess, blame on other people and really looking inward, figuring things out, and getting myself together. That's been the biggest lesson. And it did take the city for that to happen. I don't think this could have happened in California. I don't definitely could not have happened in Florida, but it's happening now and I'm so fucking grateful. And yeah, that's that's my biggest lesson I'd say. Okay. <laughs> I know okay, I'm sorry. I, I know it sounds like very selfish, but listen, I'm in my twenties. It's I need to be selfish right now. I need to just like get it all together. I feel like I've just been like I think I'm feeling this because I've been um talking about myself for the last 10 minutes so 11 minutes 11 11 minutes but that's where i'm at and this is and the thing is like this is what i need to go through to be the best version of myself and also be a better friend to those around me um and with that (laughs) i'll let you speak now sorry i'll try to talk again about myself the third time. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I know you're just kidding. Am I? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, do your thing. I love um, so yeah, I have bullet points for mine. So the first Smart. one I have is this is the first time and place that I have lived away from my family. So I think most people before they're 26 have done that like multiple times, but I never have. So that was a big change for me. But I feel like at the same time, it made those relationships actually stronger and more healthy or more better. I don't know. I just have, whenever I see my family, I'm so much more appreciative when I see them. And then um, something that I feel like I do everywhere, though, but I never could realize how much I could do it here, really. I guess I kind of always did, was living every moment to the fullest 
I've always been a person that's like from the moment that I wake up till I go to sleep, I make sure that I at least do one thing that I consider an event in my day, which is something that scares me now with working home. <laughs> but I think like my last two weeks and how before Florida, like in one week I went to see Waitress, Jimmy Fallon, the VMAs, you know, Drew Barrymore, like all this stuff, like so compact. It's like insane. And wherever I'm at, especially here, I've taken advantage of every moment. But here it's like there's so much more to even like do. I don't know. And I guess something I should said before I started was obviously how afraid I always was to come to New York City because I knew I always wanted to live here since 2007. Actually, knows before that, 2005, when I went with my family from New Orleans to New York, and I cried at the McDonald's waiting for our tourist bus to like bring us back to Baltimore, where I was living at the time. But I knew I wanted to live here, and growing up, I always thought like in life you had to have like a job in order to go somewhere. I always thought it was like absolutely insane when people would just up and leave and move somewhere with like no job, like no plan. No job. Yeah, no, no credit cards. Uh, <laughs> like a simple life, but they had a back plan, obviously, because they're rich in real life. But I was so afraid of doing that. And then that was a compromise made my mom was at Splitsville, like probably at this point now, three years ago. It was like, oh, like if I go be a flight attendant, like I'll be able to have a base in New York City and I could find jobs while I work as a flight attendant in New York. But then I got to come to New York because of COVID and quarantine and everyone losing their jobs and I had a job and I quitted my job to come here. All of that to just be able to learn that I could have done this all along and have just went to the city. So when American Airlines offered me my job back, it was easy for me to say no because I felt like I was already where I wanted to be and that was the stepping stone of where I wanted to be because I wasn't training for American Airlines they were just like those like long ass stories on day one of like why they want to be a flight attendant and I've never had that and I felt like a fish out of water so I was like that has never been my dream I had never wanted to serve like drinks and like any of that shit on an airplane and then you go to training it's even harder than that it's all about like safeties safety things like fire extinguishers and I'm like this is definitely not what I wanted to do mm-hmm. so. Then, to keep going on, I've said in probably the last Q&A episode, the big lesson in New York City is that no one waits for you in this city, whether it's the train for a job opportunity, and that also goes into, we always bring up about our friend Izzy and the Sensational Parade, and that example is no one's going to know what you want unless you tell them exactly what you want. And I've gotten so many wonderful opportunities by doing those things, whether it's an opportunity to someone understanding what I want and not be able to offer me anything, but just someone to listen and like know. But then some people, it makes a connection and leads to an extension of a branch to something else. And it may not be now and it may be in the future, but I'm glad that I've really learned that. And it also goes into the same thing of saying, taking full advantage of my day or the city of the life. Um, so that we can have here, you know, provided in New York City. And then I would say that in a personal way, it's like for things that you in the city are natural that aren't like, oh, like, I don't know, metaphorically how like the city works with you or 
whatever you want to say. Um, the next thing I'd bring up is I've learned a lot about relationships when it comes to dating. And I remember that on May 4th, I had always looked at relationships and have seen people like, you know, making out publicly. I remember Robbie was here as it was about Island and seeing a couple make out just like at a picnic being like so in love. And then on the fourth, I was telling Alex Costa and Deborah Costa that I've always wanted a relationship that's like that because I've never understood where someone it feels like so like in love that you can just like openly do that and do all these things. And then I got that in New York City and it started the next day and I've learned to love in such a different way and I've learned that the love that I have thought that I had that was so great was like nowhere in comparison and I've had this love and I've lost it and I've had it and I've lost it (laughs) and then I have it but it has also led me to understand that I, when looking at other people's relationships, and I don't mean there's some that are bad, but when I think, like, I can't understand that or I would never be able to get back together with someone in those aspects, I feel like now I'm that I'm more mature and more grown up because in some ways that could be the opposite. Um, 11-11, make a wish, everyone. It's oh, literally live recording. Holy shit. So, hold on, I'm going to oh pause and make my wish. Right, right, right. Okay, mine is made. Hold on. This time I have my daily Snapchats of... Do it right now. 11-11, make a wish, live on my podcast with Ricky Reyes. <laughs> um, so, I have learned that in that, to not judge as much because you really do not what's going on behind the scenes... And also, I've learned there's differences in relationships because for me, I'm a person that always fights for what I want and fights for what I believe in. And being in a relationship, I learned that some people want to leave when things are hard, but I've also learned how to pick things up and how to be forgiving and a lot more that I have ever in my past relationships. And so there's many things that I may have learned from this lesson that may end up being a mistake, but I have learned so much in this relationship. And I feel like people can say, and I've said it, that things can be, like when I look at some an outside perspective, that like some things can be like toxic and whatnot, but I really have learned that you don't understand until you're in that picture. This does not relate to like a physically abusive relationship. Like I'm not saying that's something I'm promoting because that's not what I'm going through. I'm just saying that I understand that there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, than you ever would see because why would you? People keep things personal. Yeah. For a reason. And whether I've had heartache or not, the moments that have been really good are really fucking fantastic. And the moments that suck, suck. And it's like Britney Spears said in 2007 in her documentary, Britney for the Record, in one side you see the most like angelic, like heavenly place. And you want to keep that heaven forever. 
And then on the other side, there's this cruel side. And it's damn cruel. She says that word for word. But you can't have the one without the other. Right. And I feel like New York City, in summary, is both of those things. You see a dream and all these things, whether it's just something as like materialistic as the clothes and the bottle service to the dark side being the homelessness like everywhere around you it's so extreme on you, both sides it's always so extreme here in the city and i'll never forget both like as she said i've been to both places i've seen both places i've not experienced the bad i've experienced bad in my own sense nowhere near the worst part of how new york can be but mm-hmm. i have seen parts of both and I'll never forget either side of what I've seen. And thank goodness. And, I mean, I really am so proud of you <laughs> for, you know, even making it out here. You know, that mm-hmm. that in itself is, like, huge. And it's so crazy to be here a year later, uh, you, you over a year later, from... Us chatting on the phone, you planting that little seed, and... You saying no. (laughs) And then calling you back after I marinated on it for a little longer, and saying, you know what? If you're down, I'm down. And now look. And now fucking look. And I guess, um, I think that has been... Now that I've had, like, I guess I'm thinking about it more... And we are giving, like, our biggest lessons. I think aside from, like, obviously loving myself, it's, like, you, I really, you are, we're all in control of so much more than we know. Like, if you, like, just your life is literally in your hands. And once you start to see that and start acting on that, you see it more and more and you start realizing that more and more. And once you start going in that direction, you're kind of, like, unstoppable. Like, once you realize you can do whatever you want, and here's the thing, I realize that we're very privileged to even feel this way, and that we do have luck on our side, and it does feel like the universe... Yeah, I found three heads-up pennies for three days in a row. Wait, legit? Yeah. Dude, I found one yesterday after I had, like, my fucking breakdown and my carnelian ring broke at fucking Wendy's of all places. (gasps) My third penny was at Wendy's today. Shut the fuck up! I got my fourth part at the Wendy's where we saw, after I lived at Rodrigo, Sour Patch Kids. That's my Wendy's. That's That's where I found the the penny. That's where I buy my store. That's where I found my penny today. Look, it's right here. Mine is over here in my room. Let me get it. Oh my god, that's crazy. Do you see what I fucking mean? Like, literally, here's the thing. Let the universe work with you. Allow it to. Literally, it... Fuck, it's... And here's the thing. I When I moved here, I thought, like, I was in the passenger seat and the universe was, like, driving. I... not To quote Lady Gaga, actually, I am the fucking universe. And it's just, it's, it's in you, bitch. It's Everyone in you. Everyone stream Passenger by Britney Spears. <laughs> We're holding our lucky, Two lucky pennies. heads up that we found at the same fucking Wendy's. That same goddamn Wendy's. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. That's actually fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's where my penny was today. At Wendy's. <gasps> oh my God. I really wanted a four for four. I got a four for four. So and I also got this penny. <laughs> Same. What'd you get? 
A four for four gin bacon cheeseburger. Me too. Chicken? No. No, well, obviously chicken, but uh, sauce. Oh, barbecue. I didn't get ranch. I got ranch. I know. I got you the didn't. junior fries, and I today I got a, a chocolate frosty. Today I got a nasty ass Coke from that Ew. nasty ass freestyle. Go? What time did I go? It was like. You were busy. Oh, I was the only one in there. It was oh, like. Nice. <laughs> To something I want to say, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was a, a time marker of like when I went on my phone, mm-hmm. but I don't. It's it's cool, but um, dude, we did it, and we're doing it. We did it. We're out here, and yeah, could not be more proud of you. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I was so weird when someone says that because I feel like to say it back, but I am. I know I you feel are. Like it's you like tell a, me. You tell, it feels like a. It's like oh, like you too. I get no. It's fun. Um, I guess we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> take care of yourselves, everybody. Take care of your okay, minds. Ellen Jenner. No, honestly, um, you're, you're. Th- this is a very simple lesson, and you can find this anywhere, but. Your thoughts become your words, and words turn into actions, and the, whatever the fuck it is, we're drinking too. But, like, just you, whatever it is that you're going through, go through it with grace. <laughs> I couldn't go with grace. <laughs> Here we are quoting Taylor If Swift. you know, you know. <laughs> I couldn't go with grace. Yeah. Honestly, though, I definitely think that song from Into the Woods makes points. Which it's one? like I've learned some things that I didn't know before. Da 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 yeah. da da. That song's also very. When it's like talks about like how like she gets like swallowed by a wolf and all that. I'm like I I listened to that, like the other week because I saw Sierra Bogus mm-hmm. and I was like I feel that I feel like I was swallowed by a wolf and like I got oh, my way shit. out and like I did all these things. Oh God, wait. Yeah, that does apply. Yeah. In in its own way. I mean, in the context of the show, it's actually kind of fucking weird. But... So, I mean, also watch the musical, like, their OG one, that wolf mm-hmm. has a giant penis. Well, and it's also, that same wolf plays the prince later. There's supposed to be, like, a parallel there. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's, that show, we, we... We're not gonna dissect that right now, <laughs> but... Yeah, that's, there's, a, there's a lot of layers there. Um, but, yeah, so... We're going to clink our pennies real quick and um, say goodbye. I think I'm going to go throw mine in the river after this. Should we? Let's go do that. That's cute. I'm going to throw my penny in the river. We're throwing our pennies in the fucking river. Thank you to everybody for listening to Talladega Life, for tuning in and tuning out with us. And we couldn't be more grateful. Yeah. That's hot. That is really fucking hot. That's hot. (laughs) Take care, everybody. (laughs) Adios.